Welcome to Content Breaker. Featuring Static Dreads, Kaiju Kells, Strangely Entertaining, and The Zog Boy. Today's episode is The Boondocks. Boondocks. Yo, it's Content Breaker. He's Kai, I'm Kells, and we're joined by Strangely Entertaining and Bow Before Zog. This week, we're talking about none other than the Boondocks. First off, gentlemen, how y'all doing? I'm all right. I'm doing good, man. Tampa Bay won, you know, representing <sighs> the whole America, because y'all know what state we in. Um, representing not fucking uh, Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. Or New England. Fuck the Patriots. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes, but uh, specifically him, too. That's why I can't be happy. Yeah. I was rooting for Mike Evans, like, in the city of Tampa Bay itself, because they needed it, even though they have, like, three other championships this year, but yeah. I was rooting for the weekend. That's all I'm saying. And he won, so, yeah. Yeah, man. Great halftime performance. It was great. I enjoyed it. I saw it. mixed I, things about it, but we know some people that were in the halftime show, funnily enough. Yeah, yeah. One of the homies was in there, and he was doing his thing, dressed in red. Um, yeah, so that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. And those people who have mixed reviews obviously don't know what talent is, and they can go eat a live inch hog. So. <laughs> Why? I'm like, okay. wait a minute. Like, hold what? up. Never heard of that one. <laughs> First yeah. off, they can go fuck themselves, but that boy Hedgehog is over on Strangest yeah. Series getting beat up already. <laughs> Anyways, um, we're talking Boondocks, one of the greatest um, adult animation to come out. Like fact, of it's clean all time. Like, fact, clean. yes. Um, our buddy Strange has never seen it. Um, not wow, the just fact- call me out. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's interesting <laughs> to have your point of view that you've never seen it. Look, I've seen a, a handful of episodes, but that was so long ago, like, it's not even funny. So, <laughs> so you basically, you've never seen the show. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, Boondocks is... What is Boondocks? Boondocks is Boondocks is Boondocks. I'm just like wow. I feel so <laughs> feel so enlightened. Tess, what I Boondocks was waiting is for crazy. you to say something like Boondocks is a show that is basically a commentary on being black in America. But okay, yes, Boondocks is a show that is a commentary <laughs> on being black in America. I, oh, I was expecting something, but. <laughs> I mean, it's not actually because, you know, this isn't the life of every black person. There are things and themes that black people deal with. But like, you know, I was never a Huey or okay, I, was a, I was a little bit of Huey. I was a little bit of a hotep. That's what they call it in the black community for a woke black person. These are the secrets to blackness for all you people out there. We call them hoteps as in woke black people who always think there's a conspiracy and there's like you know, a bump in the matrix. So, okay. yeah, we're Careful, like, I can't wa- to, I like, can't write that fast. Trying, trying, trying to get back to the uh, the, the kingship that was coming from Egypt, and yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's a little bit of a Huey. Uh, we all did have a little bit of Huey, and we definitely had some Riley. I think everybody's got some Riley in them, no matter what color you are. Like, it, yeah, it def- and, like that's an excellent example about like in in these two brothers, like the vastness of experience, like. And and the way it shapes you and the way you perceive and, like, deal with the things that are going on. Yeah. Which is, like, incredibly exciting for yeah. me who has no idea what these experiences are. Yeah, and also, it's a cool time. Like, so it was definitely um, really cool watching it. Um, all, shoot, four, five seasons? Four seasons? Three? Uh, uh, I, I want to say four. four. Yeah, four seasons. Yep, it's got four. Yeah, all four it's... seasons were pretty, pretty lit. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but and... I got... oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna ask: Is this like a monster of the week, like episodic thing, or is this, or is it like an overarching plot for like everything? It's like Just a here. mixture of both, I guess. Like it can really like the way. I would describe the Boondocks as weird as it sounds. Would be a better Family Guy, like, oh, because like it has like reoccurring like like Thugnificent, Uncle Ruckus. You know, they're reoccurring characters, and it's always like an adventure of Huey, Riley, and the Freeman family, like Grandpa Freeman. Um, and then you have the neighbors, the Du Bois, which is like a whole thing itself. Which that's actually probably like. I did used to have a crush on Sarah Du Bois, which explains quite a few things. None of them talking to myself, uh, doing this therapeutic podcast that we are having now. <laughs> um, I'm like, that explains why that's like that. And you all who know me close know exactly what I mean. If you've seen the Boondocks, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, considering like, totally. I just pulled up a picture of her. Yes, it does answer some. It raises a few questions, though. Ask me them later. I'm curious. <laughs> but no, totally. Like the 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 entire neighborhood in the do uh, the Boondocks universe is like so. It, it's giving you examples of all type of people because um, you know not only do you have the Du Bois family, um, who is like an example of uh, sort of corporate. Um, conform yourself to fit in with the man and make your money and like be prim and proper. Um, you've got, of course, uh, the the main family, the Freemans, who you know you've got Robert Freeman, the granddad, who is just old, been through everything with these two grandchildren, and then you've got across the street. Eventually, we wind up with Thugnificent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thugnificent was ah, such a great character, and like I feel like we'll talk more about him when we get into the characters. But no, it's just yeah, like yeah. there was just so much this did, and it was the thing that separated this from other cartoons for me was the heavy anime influence that it had, like with the fight scenes. The, like I feel like this had like. Well, I know other cartoons probably had OSTs, and that's not just a Japanese thing because OST literally stands for original soundtrack. But like, I feel like this was when it was like utilized the most. I felt like because the black or <laughs> the black, um, the Boondocks had such a like unique style to it that was like reminiscent of anime. Like it had like its own 
like I think it was hand drawn, like um, animes were. Because when people mention think cartoons that should be animes with Teen Titans and um, Avatar: Last Airbender, the Boondocks is always in that conversation as well. No, totally. I can I can see the influence. Uh, and like we had talked about previously on your typical show on protagonist plug um, <laughs> about Afro Samurai. And this is sort of like a, a direct English spoken language show that fits in that same exact vibe of like that animation style. Except this one is focused on an English audience. Yeah, yeah, like a hundred percent, like, um, and like just like the overall like plot and like adult like target audience of it, um, like it's because this was very like you know, <laughs> this was very, you know, I don't even want to say PG thirteen. I feel like this was like straight mature or yeah, like TV fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> Like this was, this was well, definitely. To be no, fair, it was, it was shown was around midnight on Adult Swim. Yeah, yeah. That's what Anything in that time slot yeah. just does not give a shit. Uh, Literally, like no, like like I didn't. They were saying words I didn't think they could say on the TV television. And get away with it. I was like, uh, oh, sometimes what? they bleeped them out. Yeah, uh, and yeah. but that's what the like DVDs are for. <laughs> yeah, which I actually own the DVD, or at least two of them, season one and two of the Boondocks are over there on my shelf, so shout out. Now um, you gotta get the other uh, 25 episodes to complete that collection. I do, I do, and if they ever, that's another thing, they were gonna make more, but unfortunately, uh, well we don't know if, you know, this was going to uh, have, like, we don't know if there's still not going to be more, but the actor who played Grandpa in the Boondocks, um, John Witherspoon, I believe Witherspoon's last name, um, passed last year or the year before. He was also known for the Jamie Foxx show and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, yeah, John Witherspoon um, was the voice of Grandpa. So he passed, and they had plans to do two more seasons that are already greenlit and ready to go. So we don't know if they actually filmed those or what happened. So we don't know if we'll actually get more boondocks or not. Honestly, I think uh, the original plan was to continue on from where season four left off. Mm -hmm. And since Grandpa, uh, Granddad was such a prominent uh, character, uh, having to, not having him basically said, if you're going to do it, you have to rehaul everything about the show. So, it might might be a hot minute if we do get more. (laughs) True, true. And it was actually based off a comic strip as well. Also, probably why we had that anime influence. Because it was like, you know, it had something that was based off of. The creator, Aaron McGrudder, um, actually made a comic strip before he, you know, did, like, before it was animated. It was a comic Yeah. So almost like a sounds like a good sense, huh? sounds like a good pitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think um, you said that he lives in Korea. 
Uh, from what I remember, when uh, the Boondocks was being animated, he had moved out to Korea so that he could be closer to the studio and such the animation process. Uh, so he can be hands-on with it. But since the last season was in uh, 2014, <laughs> I don't know what's happened to him since. Yeah, true, true. Um, so he, like, might be like Carmen Sandiego and just not know where the hell he is. Um, but he definitely um, gave us some great, great things with his um, skill as in the boondocks. And one of the things was the music and sound that came with it. Like, cause that intro, the boondocks intro was just a whole vibe, like musically in again, like we can did what we did with Afro Samurai, what we did with the previous podcast, the class of 3000. It seems like shows around these times just had such strong musical influences. And the boondocks intro was like such a hip hop, like heavy, like set the tone for what the show was going to be about and it's just this cool clean intro and like it's such a vibe it was by Asharoon Ash Asharu um I'm not sure who that is but he's like in the same vein as Ghostface Killer which I feel like Kells might be the only other person who knows who that is I certainly don't (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah so definitely um but yeah no it was really cool and the music for the fight scenes and everything was also really good and speaking of the fight scenes holy crap do you guys remember the fight scenes of the book docs oh my god yes i mean a little bit i remember you i remember you but words are hard um, True facts. I remember yep. Huey's fight scenes. Yes. Like, Huey was, like, trying to be a swordsman for the love of it. Like, it was just... Huey and Riley just would go... They were, like, the two... Like, it just watching them fight, watching most of the fight scenes in there was such a vibe, honestly. And now, seeing, seeing that one, uh, the one kid go up there with like a broomstick handle that he broke off and like trying to fight cops. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, when Huey was What's lost, his, I was like, yeah, um, definitely. And that was before the current climate. This was like 2005 when that happened. So, was Boondocks <laughs> telling the future with a little bit of Simpsons magic? We don't know. Oh my know. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like I just keep thinking about how in Family Guy, when you had the Peter versus chicken fights, like I think about the grandpa or granddad versus stink meaner fights. Oh my in... God. <laughs> the fact like, that this man is blind, using a cane, and is still the epitome of pure evil, and wrecks the shit out of grandpa one time. Like. <laughs> And like, and he even finds a way to come back from the dead too. And I'm just like, what is even? Oh, that's because he's the <sighs> devil. Yeah, like stink meter. Is he literally the devil? Like, just. I mean, he literally just got called the epitome of pure evil. True, so true. I, I'm just gonna go ahead and say yes. Because <laughs> yeah, why like, not? Yeah. So like, and then you. I think about the fight that also happened with um 
like Huey and Louie versus, or Huey and Louie, wow, not DuckTales, Huey and Riley um, versus like stink meters, like companions, like the old people um, on the dock. That was like super clean animation back then and like such a cool detailed fight. So I was like, what is happening? Like, I just remember my of age mind watching the show, of course. Um, <laughs> of age, cough, being, cough. Like, yeah, of age. Um, I was totally mature when I watched this. I was totally not 10. But, <laughs> but <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, just watching it, I was like, okay, so this is definitely like a thing. And then I just remember going to church and like seeing all these old people, and I'm like, they come up for us, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, and they kicked my butt. Seeing all these old people, how many of them got belts on? How many do mm-hmm. I avoid? Like it was, it was a whole thing, and then you just had so many like characters as well. Like the characters is, I feel like, what you could say really made the show because, yeah. like, shoot, we had. We had the iconic Freeman family with, you know, Granddad, Riley, um, Huey. And then you had the Du Boises. Tom was... Tom was the character. Tom Du Bois was the character who was black, but, like, everybody made fun of him for not being black since he was a lawyer, a.k.a. 12. Um, He had a white wife. Like, he was very prim and proper so he was the <laughs> he was the um he was the butt of every joke but he was rich yeah so but he was a real one too when it counted you know um he i mean was everyone's like got that. their breaking point <laughs> yes um we have friends who remind me of like like well this reminds me of one of their dads like i'll just put it that way um <laughs> who Except, you know, less angry and a lot less supportive of the Republican Party because um, Tom is a Democrat. Um, most people in this show are a Democrat, I believe. Um, because what? that affiliate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> surprise. Hard, hard wow. But more, more to say, more to say, Tom is um, Sort of dealing with the how do I fit in with like the the achievements of high society and like living in the black community and like to your point yes it it's almost like he's always putting on his customer service voice all the time except when he's got to handle shit yes and. It's like we see him have a few fight scenes and we see him go off and there's I believe there's a fight scene with him and Uncle Ruckus. Just very wild. And there's a lot of things that Uncle Ruckus says that I don't feel comfortable repeating on this podcast. (laughs) True facts. Tom gets possessed by the devil. Tom sings Let It Burn. Tom is a pretty great character overall. Yeah, I think there was a whole episode with his wife like cheating on him. And I just remember like that hurt me so much. And like yeah, everybody, I just remember like Huey being like, well, this is what happened when you went with a white woman. We had all these beautiful sisters that you were oppressing. I was just like, Huey, stop. <laughs> stop. Um, <laughs> again, therapy that I didn't ask for. Um, <laughs> but 
And you had his daughter Jasmine too, like Tom's daughter Jasmine, who was like, I guess Huey's love interest, kind of. She was mixed and like, she was oddly innocent to the life of, I guess the hood life that Huey and Riley would always like bring her into. Because I remember the fight scene between Uncle Ruckus and them at the movie theater <laughs> when they had the Defender and Uncle Ruckus was the usher. And he pulled out nunchucks. And <laughs> that's the scene where Riley broke off the broom and used it as a wooden sword. And woo, the again, fight, can, um, the fight goes through the entire movie, and then yeah. it goes out to the oh, parking wait, lot. Wait, you said Jasmine? Oh, yeah. I recognize, I recognize her. Okay, I know who she is. Yeah, Jasmine. Jasmine was a fun person. Yeah, I was like, I was like, you mean the girl with the big orange hair? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's just sitting here watching the movie while Huey and Riley are fighting for their lives versus on Hey, out of sight, out of mind. True, I guess. True. It was a. Yeah. And like, also speaking on episodes, because the first episode where the Du Bois family appeared was iconic and. <laughs> I'm sure Kells will remember it, but if he does it, I'm going to give him a hit. Um, it was the trials and tribulations of a famous singer. Oh, my God, man. <laughs> Not R. Kelly. The fact yes. that he's a real-ass character in this universe and the fact that he goes through a trial and gets acquitted. Yes, the, the trial of R. Kelly in this show, which... Wow. Yes, it was literally like the whole actual thing. It was like the whole thing of what he was accused of and going through the trial. And it was just like, holy Christ, this is a thing. Like, this is happening. Like, the voice actor is unlisted, man. <laughs> like, and the fact that, like, Adam West. <laughs> That's was probably in the this funniest too, thing. Like, Wait, Adam was, West was in the show? Yes, I forget who he was. I, I think he. I need to find that now. <laughs> yes, he was in the. I think he was the judge. Like I just, cause, um, it was just a whole. It was a whole episode, and it was like dealt with the actual facts of what he was doing. He was R. Kelly's lawyer. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, just like. And then one being in the jokes of like R. Kelly was like, <laughs> again, Boondock's telling the future because it's very reminiscent of R. Kelly losing his dang mind in that interview with Gail King. Um, I fight for my life. I fight for my life. <laughs> yeah, here. Uh, I just want to go to McDonald's or whatever he was saying. <laughs> I was there for that interview. He said, when I, I can't worked read. at the TV station. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can't read. <laughs> Anyway, this, I'm sorry. I should not laugh his, at his, uh No, laugh at him. It's funny. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and it's just like doing the whole argument that at the lawyer Adam West is just pulling the race card that R. Kelly is black. Every chance he gets is like, did you have, did you do this act with a underage minor? And then the lawyer was like, the victim was black, which indicates... R. Kelly is attracted to black women. So, are you saying there's a problem with being attracted <laughs> to black women? I was just like, oh my God. Who wrote this? Like, the, the person who, like, 
And then Goodness. it was a whole thing, and it was like, R. Kelly likes black women, unlike District Attorney Du Bois, who's married to a white woman, and this is like, and I'm just like, this is a white, like, oh, God. And it's, it's just hearing the stuff out of Adam West's mouth was insane. Like, the episodes in the boondocks <laughs> were crazy, and just Batman, why? Yeah, man. You, you know, uh, you remember the attack of the killer kung fu wolf bitch? Yes. Oh my god. The the, the perils of online dating. Yes, when like <laughs> grand granddad was like dating online and he met like this crazy gold digger. Yeah, that turned out to be like a, a killer kung fu wolf bitch. Um yeah. that that you know, that's just her her job description uh more to say. But no, totally. Like that fight scene, like the fact that she's like trying to kick whole ass ass was pretty great. Yeah. Like, and you had Gin Rummy, who was the trigger happy white dude with cornrows. Oh my god. I was I was scrolling the, the fucking wiki to trying to uh try and find them. Yeah, you it's Ed and Gin and they're just like they were serving in Iraq and they were hired guns and they just came to like be thugs and they just do like the most hood hood stuff you could ever imagine and it's just like why is this happening like just and he's like so and rummy the um Jin is so he's has this thing where he like hates technology and like he coins it as um explicit word technology and says it's unnecessary like he doesn't use cell phone and creates like modern technology and he's just like his own conspiracy theorists against technology and stuff and it's just like it's such a gem like all these episodes are a gem um there's so many that come to mind so like the stump them in the nuts song with thugnificent bro speaking of thugnificent remember when he knew moved in the neighborhood yes and like he made a whole song about granddad being a rat because he called the police <laughs> on him. Oh and equally, he made a whole song with Will I Am. Yes, actually, Will I Am. Snoop Dogg <laughs> was in his posse too, as like a different character instead of just Snoop Dogg. And it was so wild. Yeah, man. It feels you weird know, to call this the, show a cult classic with just how much support it clearly got. But I feel like that's the best way to quantify it. <laughs> Yeah, because I think like it has a bunch of investment in the culture, but like the reception and the like the profit it would generate would be the like the question about like its initial success versus like it being a work of art. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and there was like that one like Riley's like the girl who had a crush on Riley, like the white girl, um, Cindy. Who was like prim and proper and like a head of her class and a Girl Scout and all that, but she had a crush on Riley who was like a thug. And it was just like just the jokes they made about that. I was like, oh god. And then just like it wasn't afraid of making fun of itself and like actually addressing like stereotypes and things. Like I was just I was really here for it. Like it was really like you said, Zog, a cult classic. And almost in some ways I feel like it's underappreciated, even though I know it's not, but like I'm just like, this needed like 12 seasons. And I'm going to go back and rewatch it again after this podcast. Ooh, can I join you? Yes. Cool.
<laughs> I well, think that. Show that man some culture. Yes. Is is that a rap? Um, I can make a rap. Yo, sitting in content breaker with the homies. Yo, mom's spaghetti. Myself. Yeah, mom's spaghetti. I mean, mom's spaghetti. It needs a little bit of work, dick. but I I like the start. <laughs> Yeah, Dick Biden Obama with Will I Am. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no, don't apologize. Don't apologize, Matt. Oh, the God. true art that this uh, the show brings. Yes. Uh, but no, I'm 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 glad we got a chance to talk about this. It's an excellent show. Go watch it if you haven't. Um, more content coming out eventually when they rewrite the story. Um, to deal with the loss of the voice actor of uh, Granddad, who is an integral part of the entire show. No, I've yes. seen clips. I already know. I'm like, this band makes a show. I've seen yes. plenty clips of him. R.I.P. <laughs> to John Witherspoon, man. Friday, Friday after next. So much. <sighs> we love you. But that's a wrap for this episode. Uh, we will catch y'all next time on Content Breaker. You can catch t- Content Breaker at Content Prager on all of your uh, podcasts. We're talking Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Podcasts, wherever you prefer to get your podcasts at, or on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Kai, tell us what the what those are. Yes, you can find the Instagram at content underscore breaker, where things will be there. Um, yeah, and then you can find the Twitter, where is the best place to catch us, at Content Breaker, all one word, capital C, capital B. Um, can join the conversation, come be cool, come be awesome, like, you can do it, I believe in you. Bet. And y'all others got other shit, too, don't y'all? Kinda, sure. Then what is it? You can find me on the Twitterverse. That's at Strangely Entertaining. Uh, I usually post videos I upload there. Speaking of, Sonic 06 is still going on. If you have not checked it out, check it out on my YouTube channel. That's also Strangely Entertaining. Or if you can't find it, just type in Nerd Edification Hour and my channel will show up because YouTube algorithm stuff. Yay. And that's about all where you can find me at. Great, and the Zog is in the Zog Cave here on Content Breaker. Gentlemen, (laughs) we will catch y'all next week for more Content Breaker. Yeah. Bye. Uh, Who the fuck is the intro in this shit? You. I think it's your turn. Me? Hell yeah. Okay. Um, (laughs) It's your week. um, Who are y'all? It's the Boondocks. I've written this down. (laughs) <laughs> Alright, rock and roll, here we go Pit <laughs> Should we pray? <laughs> we may need it <laughs>